Welcome back to Paul's letter to the Galatians. Welcome back to Bible study and to the final chapter, chapter six, is where we're kicking off today. Welcome back, John Campbell. Welcome, Derek Walker. It's really always good to share fellowship. Especially, we even managed to squeeze in a a pre-Bible study cup of coffee. (laughs) It's really good. Really a great blessing. And no doubt some of what we discussed before coming on air will come into the programme. So um, I think, Derek, you're going to read from the beginning of chapter 6 up to verse 6, and John will pray. Thank you. Brethren, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness, considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. Bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if anyone thinks himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. But let each one examine his own work, and then he will have rejoicing in himself alone, and not in another. For each one shall bear his own load. Let him who is taught the word share in all things with him who teaches. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that Jesus is the living word. And Lord, as we explore these verses this morning, we thank you for this wonderful epistle, this letter which is so foundational to our Christian walk. Lord, I pray for us and for the viewers at home, Lord, that you would inspire our minds and our hearts as we look at these verses today. Be glorified in our discussion, Lord. Be honoured in the words that we speak, Lord, that Jesus may be glorified. I ask this in his wonderful name. Amen. 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 Thank you. I don't know about you, folk, whenever I look at the scriptures, and it doesn't matter almost wherever we look, it's as though we're kind of touching the mind of God and, and it's, you know, like touching a synapse and then suddenly, you know, it spans out across all of God's revealed word. And, and we just happen to be in a very rich stream of Galatians, but there's just so much. Mm. And even though we've gone through quite a few um, uh, Bible studies on Galatians. I, 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 we were saying earlier, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure we've actually fully fathomed it, which is. We will be studying it word. for eternity, it won't is. we? Yeah, we're, we're touching something special, but it's how, how it spans out. It, you know, we, we were talking about how, how you know, it relates to previous verses of Galatians and previous chapters, but it spans out across the whole of scriptures. So over to you to unravel. <laughs> to set the scene for yeah, our please do, today. please do. Yes, and in a sense, the, um, the transition to this new section of thought began back in, at the end of Galatians 5, mm. where, where he says, if we live in the Spirit, and of course we, that means we, through, through our salvation by faith, we are now alive in the Spirit. We have access to the grace of God. We, we're born again. We, we live in the Spirit. God's done that for us. So what now? Yeah. And, and he says, let us also walk in the Spirit. Yeah. And, th- and this word for walk is, is, could be translated march. Mm. And, and the implication is, yes, we're marching in obedience to the Lord. He's our commander-in-chief. Mm. But like, like uh, soldiers on the parade ground, we are also marching in step with each other. Yeah. 
And um, isn't there another element to it that's different to the military in that it, it, when you're in the spirit, it comes naturally to you. So you're not forcing yourself to mm. march according to a command. There's something that that's rising up within you. So you are in unity together. We're being led. But but this is another. It's not just me and the Lord. Yeah. In this next whole passage is talking about walking in harmony with one another. Yeah. And, and so, you know, if we're, if we're kind of saying, well, I, I'm led by the Spirit, but I have nothing to do with my brothers and sisters, yeah. that isn't what it looks like. <laughs> yeah. You know, when you're really walking with the Lord, there you are also marching That's it. with, in harmony with the but others. Strangely, Paul, you know, it, it's always like this. And then, you know, his writings are adjusting as he goes along. And, and so I, I take completely what you said, but then he said, each individual must carry their own load. So he, he's not wanting to throw away the individual responsibility in this corporate coordinated um, yes, we're, picture. We're, we're, we're going to see the, the army analogy actually follows through. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and so apparently, you know, when he says that later on, which we'll get to, um, each one carry his own load. It's, yeah. it's kind of like a soldier's backpack. You know, in other words, we are part of something bigger. We're part of an army. And, and he's really saying, rather than focusing on what everyone else is doing and criticizing yeah. them not, for not doing it and so on, uh, we should first of all make sure that we're carrying our own backpack, that we are fulfilling our own responsibilities. Great. You know. So over to <coughs> Mr. Yes, military Man. The military analogy is a very good one. Well, of course it is, because it's inspired by the Holy Spirit. But it is good, um, because apart from the first few days when you're being knocked into shape, <laughs> that this whole thing of marching in step, it becomes instinctive, it's becomes second nature. And what is known certainly in the British Army as the buddy-buddy system, you're constantly looking out for your, your, whoever it is you're paired up with or whoever's around you. So you, you, ca you carry each other yeah. in, in a, a, at a subconscious level, which might become conscious yeah. if it becomes necessary yeah. and so this it fits this perfectly that's really interesting that's yeah. really interesting but you're not it, you know we're, we're not going against the grain of all of our 35 bible studies no um, by saying that it's something that we're legalistically you know, marching not. together no we have to learn to do it and we're encouraged to do it uh, the point thing is it's entirely possible mm. you yeah. can march to step well, you know walking in the spirit yeah is walking in love yeah. It's pretty much the same thing, isn't it? And, and, and really, it's, it goes back to the, it's not an outward legalistic thing, obviously. Yeah. It, it's something that comes from the inside. So in verse 26 of chapter 5, yeah. he talks about the basic attitude. Yes. And he says, let us not become conceited. Mm. Now, that word is vainglorious, yeah. which basically means it's all about me. Mm. you know, mm. and what people think about me and I'm better than them or whatever. He says you're, that you're focused on yourself. That's the vainglorious. Um, you're looking out for your own glory. Yeah. You're not looking for the glory of the kingdom of God, the yeah. glory of God. It, it's all about me. That's mm. what he's saying. Mm. And then that can manifest in two ways because when we're focused on ourselves, that, that is toxic for our relationships because yeah. we're, we're out of harmony with, the, with our brothers yeah. and sisters because we're focused on ourselves. And that can go two ways, superiority or inferiority. So first of all, provoking one another. Mm. And this is the person who's always determined to prove that he knows best and, yeah. you know, and, and he, he almost wants to provoke arguments and fights. 
just so he can show yeah. his superiority. Or it can go the other way if you're focused on yourself all the time, envying one another. In That's other right. words, you, you feel so inferior to others that you don't make any contribution. You yeah. just sit back because you feel inferior. So he says, don't be focused on yourself, yeah. Yeah. but as a soldier in the army, you know, you, you play your part That's and good. you keep in harmony with those around you who are playing their part. It's balance, isn't it? I, I, uh, you know, we did uh, Philippians and in chapter two, it says, Let, do not think only of your own interest. So that's the balance, really. Yeah. If you're only thinking of your, your own interest, you're not thinking of the interests of others. Yeah. And, and have this mind among you, which is also in Christ Jesus. Yeah, so that's, and again, it should come naturally, as you're saying, if you're living in love and in the spirit. Yes, it should. Come and naturally. I like the way he said, don't, don't, become conceit. In other words, he's assuming that mm. the Christian is walking in love, but there's always the temptation to move yep. into the flesh and, and to be self-orientated. Mm. So what does it mean to, to walk in love? Again, you know, yeah. we, we, we visit this quite often because it doesn't mean to walk in a nice gooey feeling. It does mm. not mean that. Jesus said, those who love me obey my words. Yeah. So walking in love is walking in obedience, willing obedience. You're doing it because you want to. Um, but walking in obedience to the Word of God, to walking in obedience to the exhortations which yeah. Paul is giving us, how to behave, how not to yeah. behave. None of these, when you blow it, affects your salvation, but it is the Christian walk, and it's the walk which will demonstrate your belief to an unbelieving world. Yeah. You might not get any thanks for it, but nevertheless it will demonstrate who you are. Mm. There's a good line in um, Hebrews 10, verse 24-25, which I've got in the New International, but it says, let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. So it's a sort of antidote to the verse we're reading. Let us not give up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. Yeah. It's sort of Paul's warning against becoming conceited and provoking and envying each other, yes. but then the antidote is to actually live in the spirit. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. And, and really, as we move into that, sets the scene for chapter six. Yeah. Um, because chapter six, verse one to six, I, now Paul gives practical examples mm. of of how that is to work out in practice. Yeah. You know how I am to to walk in step and mm. and like a soldier in the army, as it were, being part of this bigger team. Mm. Mm. <coughs> so um, uh, let's go for verse one then, John. Yeah. Uh, if a man, is, brethren, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, you are, who are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness. This is not talking, I don't believe, although it, 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 it could be, it, but it's not generally talking about doctrinal errors. It's talking about where you're slipping up, mm. where for whatever reason you've slipped into a, a, into a, a habit or a, an attitude mm. which is other than what Paul is encouraging yeah. us to yeah. do. And, and therefore we're to come around each other gently. Yeah. You know, this spirit of gentleness, which it's referred to back Because it can well. go so wrong, can't it? It can someone go so... Someone catches someone else out doing yeah. something. So that's why the preceding verses are so important. Yes, so, so important. In a yeah. spirit of gentleness, it says, yeah. you come and you say whatever is necessary to say. Because you can humiliate someone. Because so know, you easily. Can, you can manipulate them, you can control them. So easily. It can be done wrong. He who is spiritual. He who yes. is walking in the spirit, because if you are being vainglorious, if it's all about you, yeah. 
then you you will gloat over their failure. You will failure. notch up a, yeah, a triumph. I, I, I knew they were yeah. you know, a wrong one. Uh, and you will triumph over them, and you will point out their error so everyone sees yeah. it. And it will be the opposite to the I do see of this. I don't know about you. Uh, you know, through all the years, if you've been in Christian organizations and ministries, I'm afraid that hasn't been taken to heart. And I, no. I, I'm not going to mention names because I would then fall into the trap. <laughs> but the thing is that uh, you hear so much um, stuff where someone's exposing someone else in a, in a kind of triumphalist way or, or a way to time. get an advantage all the time whereas uh, what we should be doing is watching out for one another yes as opposed to searching one another notice it says the, the language course, every word that Paul uses which is inspired by the Holy Spirit of course is is so crucial notice it says is overtaken by yeah. now you know when you're driving along the motorway and suddenly a car comes up on the outside overtakes you perhaps you've seen it coming perhaps it takes you by surprise the point is it's overtaken you and it's not whoosh it's creeps up on you and then it overtakes you. And, and this is what happens here. It's not that somebody has gone willfully and deliberately to do something they know they shouldn't. Mm. Circumstances in their lives have conspired mm. that this thing begins to overtake them. Yeah. And at that point, we need to gather around and say, whoa. And, yeah. and, uh, you know, the scripture says back. love covers a multitude yeah. of sins. I, I'm thinking of Noah at the end of his life. So uh, Shem and Japheth, covered you yes. know uh, they didn't humiliate him whereas ham went out you know i don't know what the other son there was canaan and others who were cursed after yeah. that event yes. but that is an extreme example but it's obviously it's against the grain of the life of noah um you know and his faithfulness in building the ark uh, uh, it illustrates that the scriptures are true and honest about the failings of patriarchs and the heroes of, of, of the Bible. But there is within that and a very important lesson for us all that we, I, I don't believe we should be just, and people say, oh, well, you're covering up. I and mean, we're living in the age of Me Too and you know how things have been covered up through non-disclosure agreements and all the rest of it. But I think in, in a Christian context, we, we should be, as it were, um, not, um, you naively believing the best, but in a, in a compassionate way and in a strategic way, not just blasting out to the modern media all the failings of fellow believers. Yeah. Does yes. that sound about right? And part yeah, of res does. restoration, of course, is to bring that person to repentance. Yeah. Not, not covering it up, yeah. but to bring them to repentance. Yeah but not, not to triumph over them. I mean, for instance, a few soldiers on the battlefield, right? And, and one of those soldiers fall down, mm. you know, they're injured. What do the other soldiers do? Oh, look at so I knew yeah. he, I, I he knew I, to it. I'm a better soldier than yeah. he is, you know, yeah. and they're all, no, of course not. They all, yeah. they'll all rush to his rescue and help him because yeah. they know that they could have been that injured man, yeah. you know, easily. And that's why he says at the end, considering yourself lest you also be tempted. Yeah that we know in our flesh we are capable of, of yeah. falling. Mm. And, and so that gives us the humility that we are, we are coming with a spirit to help them, yeah. not for our own advantage to, to show how better we are, but the spirit of meekness means we're, we're putting them first to restore them. Yeah. But that's not covering over the sin. It's no. bringing them to it, that repentance. Yes, because you know. as soon as I think of Noah, then I think of modern-day examples and, and where ministries felt, well, we, we, there's been whatever, a terrible sex scandal with the leader of the ministry. And it does appear as though they've 
covered it up, as it were, and not dealt with it, or he's been too um, high, you know, or, or a ministry's named after him, so no one dares sort of get, let the cat out of the bag. Mm. Thinking of Ravi Zacharias, <laughs> or you know, there there are other ones out there where there has been you know serious failings. There was a chap called John Smythe, and and they, they the ministry they they don't want to destroy the whole ministry, so they do. Yeah, they now, do. That is not what Paul is yeah, talking it, about it, here. He's not, not saying that, cover that, it up for your own sort no. of salaries to be preserved. There, there, there's, there, you raise a very good point, and this has ha happened many times in the certainly in the established churches and and in others, that at the they want to preserve unity and they want to preserve a sense of unity, if, even if it doesn't actually exist, and therefore they compromise. Mm. Um, and they, they compromise because you know, they don't want to be judgmental or whatever. But the fact is, the only standard can be truth. If, if it's not true, then it's not godly. Mm. And, and we can't do anything with it. We just have to take the truth and manage it and bring people back to the truth. Mm. Anything else is a, is a seduction of Satan. That's right, and it, it, isn't there a danger that we, we get into not implementing this because we're already in a kind of pharisaical mm. Christianity where we're presenting ourselves as better than we are, so therefore we have to protect this false image that we've, rather than um, being honest from day one and saying that we're all sinners. Yes. We're all fallen, and as you say, yes, then you can show empathy and compassion, because you know, actually, within you, any kind of evil can break out. Yes. And you would hope that folks would treat you better than you treat them, yes. <laughs> you know, if you ever fell I into mean, that the, you know, the, the extreme, <coughs> the extreme example, of course, is what has happened, the abuse of children in the churches over, sure, the, over sure. the last couple of centuries, and how that has been handled by the church, yeah. instead of just facing up, and saying, yes, it did happen, yeah. and we must make sure it never happens mm. again. Mm. There's been the most appalling cover-ups to protect people, and that is not what this is talking about. No, exactly. It might be an extreme example, but it's not. That, is, that, that spirit of cover-up, if you like, spirit of deception, is not gathering around somebody and leading them back to truth, which is what 6-1 here is talking mm. about. Mm. Yes, and, and the key thing here is your motivation. You, you, to be spiritual means you're walking in love. Mm. You're wanting to, um, you're walking in the spirit. Mm. And your motivation is to help that person mm. be restored, mm. which doesn't mean covering over their sin. No. Uh, whereas, because Jesus talked about, if you want to take the speck out of your brother's eye, yeah. make sure you take the log out of your own eye yeah. first. So that log is that superiority, that judgmental attitude where you're just interested in your in glorifying yourself over yeah. them yeah. in that situation. Yeah. And even if you use religious language to cover it, mm. when you are in that state, you will actually make the situation worse. You, yeah. you will actually cause damage in that situation because you are selfishly or motivated. And yeah. so he says, make sure first of all, you are walking in the spirit and you yeah. are genuinely wanting to help this person yeah. back on his feet. Yeah. And you do need to have a framework for this to function. So if you have a dysfunctional church set up, you know, where people aren't in that sort of fellowship in the body of Christ, you know, as it were, um, deferring to one another, you know, and encouraging one another for the building up of the whole body, 
it's going to be difficult to implement. Mm. One way or another, it's going to, it's going to go wrong. Yeah. It's going to go wrong, and of course it isn't helped by the attitudes of society at large yeah. today. Yeah. You know, and, and the church is a reflection, you know, these, its members have come out of society, where you know, you're told your truth is truth. Mm. Your truth, whatever, whatever's right for you is right. Yeah. And, and, and so this way of thinking inevitably yeah. um, is going to infiltrate the way mm. the church judges things if it's not rooted in scripture, if it, if it doesn't place scripture above everything else. And we know that the devil who has, who has engineered this attitude anyway through the decades and yeah. now he's got you know, the media and social media at his fingertips, yeah. so he can, he can do virtually what he likes. Yeah. We never have we had to be more vigilant than now, yeah. watching out for our brothers and sisters. Because, you know, he comes to steal, to kill and destroy, and his, his mission hasn't changed. Yeah. And he still does that, and he'll, he'll pervert truth. He, he, all the time he'll pervert truth, and it's so subtle. And, and, you know, just destroy your... your yeah, we, and we have to sort of look out for those who, you know, they, they were once riding high, they've sinned or failed in some way, financially, sexually, whatever, and they, the danger is they become untouchables. And I, I often see folk like that, that, you know, you've lived long enough to, to, to see people who are once heroes of the faith who have fallen, um, or, or financially lost everything, and then suddenly there's, they don't have any friends. Surprise, surprise, because they're not giving you know large sums. And I, I, I do feel for them, and often you know I will re-engage with folk um, who I may even previously have sort of crossed swords with at a boardroom or something. And and I, I think that's what we should do. Yeah, yeah. we should we should do the best to heal and to you know yeah. rebuild those that have been broken. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, verse 2 brings like a separate point, but it's on the same theme, yeah. walking in love. Yeah. You know, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Yeah. Uh, first of all, it seems to contradict verse 5, which says each one will bear his own load. Mm -hmm. so, but the difference is that the burden here in verse 2 is, is a super heavy burden. That is too much for this person to carry. Mm. So, for instance, in the army, let's say, as well as your own backpack, you, you, you're part of a, a group that uh, you have to t carry this big gun, you know. It's too much for you. Mm. And, and so you need others to come alongside you and carry this. And, yeah. and I think it's particularly talking about people in crisis. Yeah. You know, there are times in our life where it's just overwhelming. Mm. Everything falls on us. It's some kind of crisis situation. Yeah. And, and, you know, this isn't just our normal daily responsibilities, but these are people in crisis, in special need. Mm. And, and this is, again, in the case of an army, what would happen? The other soldiers would come around and, yeah. and ca help carry that weight. Yeah. Um, and, and that's what he's saying, that is fulfilling the law of mm. Christ, mm. Uh, which is the mm. law... Of, of Christ of love, of yeah, course, yeah. In, that is in the New Testament. Mm. Three parts to that. Yeah. Love God with all your heart. Mm. Love your neighbor as yourself. Mm. So far that is Old Testament yeah. as well. But Jesus also took it to another level and he said, love one another as I have loved you. Yeah, very so high. there's an even a higher standard of love for those in the body of Christ, in the, yeah. in the family of yeah. God. And so that's the law of Christ and so that means when people are in crisis, we should be there for yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. And I suppose 
the, the extra one is, yes, the Lord saying, what, what was it? Um, you, you who are heavy burdened, you know, my yoke is easy. In other words, I will carry it. So he's given us that example, that yes, he'll he carry all the law himself, of course, yeah, the law of love, time. you know. Yeah, um, John thirteen thirty four. by the way. That's okay. Yeah. Love one another as yeah. I have loved yeah. you, which, of course, is a sacrificial love. Yeah. What's that other one? <laughs> Cast all your anxieties on him because he, he cares for you. you. We've got a great example. It's not as though we're reading these scriptures, as I said right at the beginning, in a vacuum and and, and isolated. Oh, that's an interesting little sort of fridge magnet. It's it's all demonstrated by the Lord Jesus. Of course, on the cross, he carried the whole load of our sins and the curse and everything. So he's asking us to To walk in his steps. Absolutely. And it is essentially here talking about brethren. I mean, he yes. starts off by saying yes. brethren. So we're That's talking true. about how we behave to one another. But that doesn't mean that we shouldn't behave like that to everybody. Mm. Yeah. Uh, that's sometimes more difficult. But yeah. I mean, very specific. I've got yes. here in Leviticus 19, verse 18. Yeah. It says, you shall not take vengeance nor bear any grudge against the children of your people, but you shall love your neighbour as yourself. Mm. I am Wonderful. the Lord. Wonderful. Yeah, you know, really so in, in our gathering round, you know, as we said earlier on, we started this, it's very easy to, to think, well, I wouldn't have done that. Yeah, yeah. You know, but you might. That's what scripture says. You didn't today, but you might tomorrow. So we have to be... Given certain. the circumstances. Yeah, that's right. There's a lot of verses there, aren't there, in, in um, Leviticus 19, which, again, is, is the backdrop, is the fertile ground yeah. for going that way or that way. That's right. Yeah. yeah, and, and in, in Romans um, 12, Paul says, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with all. I mean, if you've not been living at peace with people and if you haven't built up a relationship, there's going to be mistrust both ways if you then extend a hand of yeah. help. They'll think, oh, what's he up to now? So, that, yeah, it's a long-term project mm. of living together in the body of Christ. And in verse 3, he yes. is removing excuses, really, yes. because... You, we might think, well, look, they've got themselves into this mess, or you yeah. know, uh, why should I? I'm, I'm too important to have yeah. to help them. You know, mm. he says, if anyone thinks himself to be something, mm. you know, I'm yeah. too important to, yeah, to get involved. Um, when he is nothing, that's a bit of a digger. That's this reminds me of t- 1 Corinthians 13 too. Yeah. Paul says, if you have no love, mm. you are nothing. You are nothing. You're a big zero. In other words, God measures the content of who you are. By, by the love yeah. of God in you. Yeah. So he is, he is saying this person who's in pride, he doesn't feel like he should have to help anyone. Yeah. Um, he's saying, and actually, you think you're a something, but you're a nothing. Yeah, and the yeah. other scripture, let he who thinks he stands, take heed lest he fall. Lest he fall. So, you know, we, we, we happen to be at one point in time, maybe standing, yeah. <laughs> but don't get too sort of puffed up with that. Yeah. And he says, pride is deception. Pride brings deception. But by the grace of God go I. Mm. Mm. He says he deceives himself. You you, you think you're something, but actually you're nothing Mm. if you don't have love. Mm. And and that that means you are deceived. You you think you're Mr. Spiritual, but actually you're not. Exactly. There we are. We're trying to get it right, aren't we? (laughs) Um, but not in the flesh. <laughs> um, so 
that basically covers verse 3, doesn't mm. it? And then we should test, test our own actions. Verse 4. But I think that he's, the focus here is um, let each of you examine his own work, then he will have rejoicing or cause for rejoicing in himself alone yeah. and not in another. Mm. So I think what he's, he's focusing on this other attitude is comparing ourselves with others, mm. focusing on other people. And, you know, we're so busy criticizing everyone else that we're not focusing on, on our own work. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it's, it's always tempting, isn't it, to compete with others. Yeah. Um, but he says, examine your own work. You know, in other words, mind your own business. Focus on mm. what God's called you to do mm. and make sure you're doing that. Mm. And, and honestly, if you do that, you won't have that much time to be kind of sticking your nose into yeah. everyone else's yeah. uh, uh, business, you know. <laughs> um, uh, Mrs. Thatcher once famously said, there's no such thing as society, only basically a, a company of individuals who are all pulling their weight, as it yeah. were. That, 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 and, and there's a yeah, big she, debate about it. Yeah. And some argue, no, she didn't actually say that. But um, it, it sort of does fit here that, that, that it does seem as though he's contradicting and saying, you know, sort yourself out, you know, carry your own load. But, but actually, it's, it's in the sense of um, correcting a situation where, you know, that we've covered in the last three verses. Correcting competitiveness. That's so it. For instance, in, as a pastor, yeah, you're conscious of churches that are bigger than yours or churches smaller yeah. than yours. And it would be tempting to, like he says, let, rejoice in himself alone. Be tempting to rejoice in the fact, oh, my church is bigger than, yeah. than these other churches. Yeah. And, and find one's satisfaction in that mm. rather than in the fact, I'm obeying God and I'm fulfilling God's will. Even if mine is the smallest church in town. You, you know Correct. What I mean? People can, you know, both ways, people can take pride in being, you know, the last few that are faith, you know what I mean? They, they take pride in the fact that we're the ones who have got it right, even if we're the smallest in town. You can get it wrong, big yes. or small. Yes. Mm. We shouldn't yeah. be rejoicing in other people's failures, yeah. but rejoicing in himself. I think that means that we're rejoicing in the fact that I'm, I'm following God and I'm d doing my part. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, 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 I think it's very much being a team player. Mm. We're on, on the kingdom of God. We're not competing against each other. We're all on the same side in the end. Mm. And, um, and, and so... And can I throw in another one? Because I tried to t uh, tweak it out with the society quote from Mrs. Thatcher. Um, where, where do you draw the line between um, individual promises to us as individuals who have confessed, you know, repented, confessed, believed and saved individually with... Um, the promises to the corporate body. Because mm. I, I remember in, in fact, it happens to be the next page in Ephesians 1, where it talks about, you know, we were predestined to be adopted as sons. And some say, well, that doesn't mean predestined individually, but there was this grand plan of God corporately for us to um, be saved. But reason destroys that argument because a corporation is made up. I, just, of I was trying to drag yeah, you into but it, John. it's made up of individuals, isn't it? That's it. And, and as each individual walks 
according to this word, yeah. then the, corpor the, the corporate body will also walk according to that word. Yeah. Yeah. You, you're going from the whole to the part. Now you need to go from the part to the whole here. Yeah. And, and um, so I, I think that it's getting it right at the individual level yes. will cause it to be right at every other level. Yeah. I, th I think there is a twofold yes. truth. To, I yeah. mean, I don't think Mrs Thatcher was quite right. No. But she was hitting a truth because I think she was coming again a kind of socialism mm. where where is too much emphasis on oh well the corporate nation will look after you you don't yeah. really you know minimizing your personal responsibility yeah and so she, she kind of shifting the argument the other way completely yeah. Yeah. but I do think that there is a you know for instance when we, we cheer um, if, our, if, if the British uh, English football team, whether yeah. men or women, yeah. uh, win a yeah. cup, you know, there is this corporate identity mm. yeah. that is real. Mm. And, and we are like soldiers in the army, you know. Yes, they're, they're all fulfilling their own part, but there is also the truth that they have a vision yeah. that, w that we are one, and that's a very motivating thing, and we are working for the team. Mm. And, and I think, in a way, Thatcher, Mrs. Thatcher's comment kind of plays that down a bit. But uh, she yeah. was making a point, I think, of, of moving things away from this kind of welfare state, yeah. total dependence, mm. um, that creates laziness. Exactly, that's the danger, or, or lack of individual responsibility. In Ephesians 6, uh, where there, there's this great book uh, by William Gurnall called The Christian in Complete Armour, that we've all probably seen, if not on our shelves, and I, I never forget as a young kid, it was given to me when I was very young by my dad, this old Puritan writing. And I never forget uh, when he wrote that the wrestling is individual. It's not where you are in this large company um, uh, where, where you can take a break and let others do the fighting. There, there's a sense that you are constantly in a struggle. You can't actually take a break. The wrestling is either you throw the devil down in your life or he throws you down and you've got to be constantly alert. So um, uh, that, I think it, it, it fits here as well. Yeah, but we've got, we can't let the side down individually. And it fits in with the Paul's um, writings on the body of Christ, that if one part hurts, the whole body hurts. Mm. So the sense that we are it really in it together yeah. and what we do will affect everyone else. Yes. And, the soldier and there's no hidden sins like Achan. You know, you, you try and hide the spoils, you're going to uh, cause a defeat at AI. Mm. Yeah. The, the soldier analogy, I think, is, is again, works in all these verses because you know, as a soldier, you have a specific role to fulfill that's different even if other soldiers of the same rank, right? So, and, and how foolish is it to compete with this other soldier? Because, you know, really, it's, you get your satisfaction from playing your part. Yeah. This other soldier may have a speciality in a different thing. So it's, it's foolish for churches to compare against churches yeah. and pastors to compare against pastors because we're all diff gifted differently. Yeah. So another pastor might be much better in certain areas, yeah. not so good at others. Yeah. The whole comparison game is just foolish because we're all meant to play our own role mm. and we all equipped to do that in and, different And by ways. the way, in this cultural war that we are in, they don't differentiate between us. 
you know, we are in a block of, the, of, of that group of, of traditional Christians who believe in the Bible, who they want to squash in, in its entirety, like uh, the way they deal with creation. We might have a whole spectrum of views on you know, interpreting the scriptures of creation. As far as those who don't believe in God, the humanist secularists, we are creationists, we're an ist. We're all in the same bag. And I, I, I've said to folks who, who, who fellow Christians, who, who put down those who believe in six-day creation, as an example, or the young earth, I say, I quote Martin Niemöller, and I said, first they came for the, you know, the six-day <laughs> creationist, but I wasn't that, I wasn't so extreme, so I didn't say anything. And yeah. then, then they came for whatever the young earth is. Then they came for the intelligent designers, and, you know, and, and then they came for me, mm -hmm. and there was no one left to speak up for creation. So I believe that we should, you know, have our, our debates and discussions, you know, honestly before the scriptures, but definitely don't go out and start putting down no. fellow Christians, Quite which right. I do hear a lot of. Yeah. I've even heard Christian concern being put down, and I'm shocked because they're saying, oh, they're extremists, they're attention-seeking. No, they're not. They're standing up for yeah. Christian values, yeah. um, which one day you will, you will find they're knocking on your door to, to exactly. shut you down. Yeah. So there are different groups have different emphasis. And callings. The fact they're doing something different to you, yeah. God's put something different on their heart, that doesn't mean they're not doing God's really, work. Really, I feel it. It's like a jab. You yeah, think, oh, no, that's, you know, and that's from within the camp. Mm. Friends, you know, yeah. and the like. Yeah. Okie dokie. And then it's, for each one shall bear his own load. Yes. And that's the soldier's backpack. Yes. In other words, we... We shouldn't be like lazy with the idea as well, well, that the army will look after me. I don't need yes. to carry my own backpack, you know, because yeah. I'm in a welfare state now. You know, no, yeah. we are meant to do our, uh, fulfill our own yeah. responsibilities yeah. to fulfill. And, um, and, and it's interesting, it's in the future tense there, shall bear is, and there's an implication there is you have a responsibility and you will be judged for that. So in other yeah. words, God has given you mm. certain responsibilities. He's mm. given you certain assignments mm. and you will bear your own load. You, you will be accountable mm. for how you have carried that out. Yeah. And, and God will, there will be a judgment day mm. where we are judged for our works, for our faithfulness yeah. and our obedience. Mm. Um, so it is getting the balance here between the corporate and yeah. the individual yeah okay so we're rattling through <laughs> and we're rattling through chapter six yeah Is there any other it's, thoughts a, from it's these a very verses? important point is bearing yeah. your own load yeah. because you, at judgment day you're not going to be asked to account for what anybody else did yeah. or you're just to be able to account for what you did how you did it and whether you used the talents that yeah, it's not to do with salvation yeah. But did you use the talents that God gave you? Right. Mm. Um, and if you did, this is going to affect your rewards, not yeah. as opposed to it's not going to condemn yeah. you. But it's, it is important. I, it, it's, it, we're so encouraged by society around us to weigh everybody else and to, in, you true. know, and as we're sitting around the dinner table to pick holes in everybody. And do you know what he said? Oh, do you know that? Yeah. And, and that's human nature. Yeah. That's fallen human nature. Yeah. 
and but we're told to put off the old man. It sells and it requires newspapers. conscious effort mm. because the old man is dead, but he's still around. You know, yeah. he, it, it, it's it's a truth that he's crucified. He's not coming with us into eternity, but he's still there, and he's still speaking. He's just refusing to go gracefully and peacefully. Yeah. And, and it, so it is a constant battle. You can never drop your guard. Mm. Satan is always looking to seduce you mm. in the most subtle ways. You know, did you hear what Mrs. So-and-so said? Yeah. And off you go. And uh, exactly. you know what he believes. Have you heard? Have you heard what he said last week in church? It, it's just insidious. Yeah. yeah. Never stops. Exactly. Yes, so, uh, yeah, you've brought up an important point that uh, uh, Paul hasn't got it in the verses we've read, but it is, you know, the devil is out there from within and without, yes. and, and the gossiping, you know, and deceptive, distorting of, of, what, um, of what people are saying. And, and, and it can get as bad as, um, you know, Christians being persecuted. And, and you can be complicit, uh, as you know. You, you, uh, uh, you, let's say on some of these big moral issues. You yeah. know, some will go to prison, some will lose their jobs. Are we there to support them, or are we saying, "Oh no, they deserved it"? it and, and as John said, it's it's badly. in our flesh. It's in it the is. human nature. So the only way to have victory is is where this passage started, which yeah. is because you are made alive now in the spirit. Walk in the spirit. Mm-hmm. It's only as we walk in the spirit, mm. we are empowered to overcome these yeah. tendencies of the flesh. Yeah. If we don't walk in the spirit, we will find ourselves, yeah. you, know, in, you know, because the flesh, how do you spell the flesh backwards? If you knock out the, uh, what is that? Self, isn't it? Yes, if, if you take out you the H. Take out the H itself. So as soon as you're not walking in the spirit, it, it's all about me, yeah. you know? <laughs> Yeah. And then we, we indulge in these wrong, be- wrong behaviours. Mm. Mm. You see how when James says, confess your sins one to another, you begin to see the importance of that. I mean, some might recoil, I don't know. Yeah. I can't tell anybody what I do, you know. <laughs> but, um, you know, if you keep short accounts and you do confess your sins one to another, you come together as a group of mm. women or a group of men or a church or whatever, and you do this, then you're, you're, you're supporting each other through this thing, you know. And, and the, the, you can begin to see how good things get perverted. So, you, the, 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 not exclusively, but particularly the Roman Catholic thing of going to confession and mm-hmm. confessing everything, that's good. Yeah. It's actually good, it's an unburdening. Of course, the treatment of that is often not so good. You know, take 105 Hail Marys or whatever it is. But if you do it one to another, you know, and somebody else is going to get a word from the Lord or get an understanding of what's going on in your life, you can pray together and move on. And this is what this is talking about, you know. Really, really important. It helps. It helps in this keeping each other on the straight and narrow, Mm. not judgmentally. Excellent. The problem with the Catholic thing, I think, is that that is a substitute for you exactly. bringing, bringing your it is. sin yeah. to God. It is. You know? It's taking but James so certain... far, but not taking it to the... Yeah, I'm not, I don't do that too much, but, no. <laughs> but I do think that if there is an area where it's whatever, this sin or this issue in your life is, is just too big, for, you can't overcome it yourself. No, and you, you, you You get some help, you know, yes. whether it's an addiction or whatever. Whatever. There yeah. are times where you, you need to admit to someone else yes. and you need them to come alongside yeah. and help you. Yeah. Um, 
that yeah yeah there's dangers both ways isn't there yeah. dangers holding it in and, and dangers actually because you'll become it, very vulnerable yes, when you, if you're it, exposing yeah. as it were to someone who maybe won't handle it properly yeah won't follow these scriptures that's right exactly yeah yeah it's challenging isn't no, it it's very challenging so it, you know unless you're being led by the holy spirit in it all we're going to get it wrong yeah th there's there's also the scripture that, that says it it's you you shouldn't be mentioning what even it's wrong to even mention what the disobedient do in secret and there is a danger in our society and i think it it, it sort of can escalate and it has in the media where where stuff is being amplified and you um sins and it's corrupting in itself and i, I think that that you know certainly in all the sexual stuff you know that it, there's something corrupting about everyone doing something and then you think oh well that's all right that's the norm and so the actual uh, whatever the the median line or whatever you call in maths is, is shifted and um and so people think well that's you know well values change you know and sort of cultural norms change and um there's a that's a great danger mm. you know what i mean yeah that someone can come in with something that is is very corrupt and then out of compassion you 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 um you generally um uh, uh, can accommodate it yeah and then before you know it you know you're up in the pulpit changing slightly changing the position mm. and this can be on lifestyles it can be on, on on things that the scriptures are quite explicit about and you shift you yeah. shift ground so yes. there's a danger yes there. Yeah. Yep. As there is a danger that we've said that you that everything's completely bottled up and you're you're not dealing with these false imaginations as it were. We should cast them down. That those things that are warring against us. Weapons of our warfare are not carnal, mm. but mighty for the pulling down of strongholds. I, I I'm not sure how much longer we've got on our Bible study, but we have to um yeah, we've well, got about, we're in our last 10 minutes, so we've got verse 6. See how we go with verse 6. Let him who is taught the word share in all good things with him who teaches. Yeah. So this, is, this can be seen as um, another point in the same theme of, to, of our togetherness. And it's interesting, this word share. Let him who is taught the word mm. share. This is the word for fellowship mm. or partnership i think yeah. it, it's talk and i think this is talking about what we would call the ministry mm. there are those who you know it's not necessarily pastors it people you know people involved in revelation tv for example people who are as it were in the ministry mm. uh, now there's a sense in which of course all all believers have a ministry we're all in the ministry yeah. there are some some who you know for their their work is the work of the ministry. Yeah. And um, whether it's a pastor, a teacher, other kinds of people. And, and here he's saying that the others shouldn't feel kind of, that, that they're not important, they're not part of the team. Mm -hmm. uh, might be a missionary. Uh, and what he's saying is, we're all part of it. Mm -hmm. and, and I think he is talking financially apart from anything else. Yeah that he's saying it's right. In other words, we're all part of getting the Word of God out there. Yeah. You know, as a pastor in, 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 in Oxford Bible Church, 
you know, obviously I'm the main one who's giving forth the word of God. And, but, the, but the whole church is involved. You know, the whole church makes it possible. Yeah. They, they, through their financial giving, through their prayers, you know, we, we, we have a TV ministry on Revelation and elsewhere. And, and they are making that possible. They, they, are, they are partnering. We're all partners together in that mission. I might be the mouthpiece, but we're, the whole church is partnering and through their financial giving. And, and I think that's what mm. he's saying is missionaries go out there, but actually for every missionary needs a bunch of people mm, at home right. supporting them. them. Yes, right. And so he's saying in the work of the church, we all play different roles. Yeah. And he's saying it's appropriate that... Yes, you're taught the word of God, let's say, in the church. It is appropriate for them to, to share yeah. in all things with him who teaches. Mm. So this is a principle, he's saying, of really financial giving in the church to support the ministry. Yeah. Not just the preacher, but just all the things that go yeah. with yeah. the work of the ministry in the church. Because he's, it's that important. You know, it's the, the word of God forms people. It mm. forms the church. Mm. And you can't be, take a casual approach to the Word of God. It, it, for so, it takes some people who are called to that, it takes them a, a lot of time, a lot of effort, it, being diligent in the Word of God. Yeah. And, and that means they can't do other work. Yeah. They need to be focused in the Word and prayer mm. to fulfill that because the danger of false doctrine getting in is so mm. much that mm. you know, it needs people who are dedicated. And therefore, it's appropriate that others... Who, d who are doing other jobs, you know, they, they will share financially in that. So yeah. it's all, it's again, it's the teamwork in yeah, the body of Christ. I agree. I agree. I was just picking up on when you said, we are all ministers, mm. literally everyone mm. in the church. And that reminded me of, of Matthew 20, um, verse 26. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servants. Whoever wants to be first must be your slave. And, and then it said, just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. So if we all, I, I can't remember, I think you, it hits it better in the, um, in the New King James Bible. But um, it's the, if we've got this attitude of service, all of us, it's going to work. You know, we, we're, we're serving the Lord, we're serving one another, whoever will be greatest among you must be the servants. It, it's, um, it, it's when that falls out of line that people do then look to their own interests. They don't want to support a, a ministry. They don't want to support a missionary because they're looking out for themselves. They don't want to serve because what, what, you know, what value is that to me? I've heard someone who was mm -hmm. a, a businessman, a very good businessman, asked to be the treasurer um, and told that it would only be about half, half, day, half a day a week, you know, for this quite a large church. And he said, <laughs> sort of worked out how much that would cost him half a day a week. He said, I'm not going to lose half a day of my, um, you know, earning potential. That's it. It just says it all. Not prepared to serve because it's looking out first for the, yourself. Yes, businessmen yeah. need to get the, yeah. the biblical picture that, yeah. you know, God, that in, in fact, in the list of the spiritual gifts, I think one of them is, is, is giving. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, a businessman needs to think, well, look, God has blessed me. Yeah. 
he's given me the ability to make money, mm. but w why has he done that? Is that just so I can have a bunch of palaces yeah. for myself? Yeah. No, it's so that you can actually be, be rich to God mm. and finance the work of the kingdom. Exactly. And, and you'll, yeah. one day you're going to stand before the judge and you'll say, well, what yeah. did you do with all the money? I, yeah. I graced you to make it. It wasn't you, it was me. The, the other side of the coin is just um, throwing your money, at, at, and someone's going to shoot me down for this, but throwing your money at the Anglican church, let's say, and, and it goes into paying for the synods, you know, yeah. and paying for all of the sort of, um, the, you know, toffee-nosed, you know, sort of clergy um, who aren't serving God's purposes. You've got to be discerning how you expend your energy and your money. But if you find a godly, Bible-believing mission, ministry, support it, because absolutely you can't take your money with you. Yeah. And, and then one day the Lord will say, what have you done with this talent? Yeah. I gave you. Got, we got, we're in the last minute or so. Yeah, it's, but you see, Satan's also in this fight. Um, the world system, by and large, there are exceptions, such as the wealthy businessman or businesswoman who God has graced, but by and large, the devil has made sure that the world system keeps you earning barely enough to live. So you earn enough every month to pay your bills, and that's it. So keep, keep, the, keep, keep the whole of society, but particularly keep the believers poor, keep them in poverty, so they're fearful yeah. to give. Um, and I think... And create a theology of poverty. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that, that, to, that's right, to justify it. Mm. No, it's, it's, we are in a big fight, mm. but it's very important to support support our pastors, support those in the front line. Um, you know, people, it sounds a cliche to say you can't outgive God. Of course you can't. But the fight against you giving is an absolute strategic and tactical attack of the, of the powers of darkness. Yeah. And so if free yourself from that and say, no, I'm going to give. I'm going to give whatever it is and just do it and trust God. I, I never forget Baroness Cox, who's been this campaigner for Christians around the world, um, talking about being down in, I think, southern Sudan and speaking with Muslims, uh, Muslim leaders. And they said, the problem with the Christian world, he said, is wh whereas we invest for mission, I mean, look at all the mosques they've built around the world, the Western world, whereas you, Christians, invest for profit. Yeah. <laughs> and that's just an observation. She came back with that, and I, I think it, it does reflect yes. our, our Western society. So um, we, we have to get it right. We have to get it right together. And I think we've learned so much from those six verses. I'll, I'll ruin it if I try to <laughs> uh, su summarize. But um, hope you enjoyed the Bible study, and we will see you next week. <laughs>